In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. If today's gospel sounds a bit like last week, it's because we read the same parable two weeks in a row. And usually when you hear this parable two weeks in a row, it kind of triggers or should trigger something in your mind that Advent is coming. It's the time when we are preparing ourselves for the Word Himself, the seeds to be of, of Christ or seed of God, Christ Himself to be planted within the soil of our hearts to bring forth fruit in our life. Now, last week, uh, Mark spoke to us about the importance of planting good seeds in good soil and what that looks like when we have a fruitful life, that 30, 60, and 100-fold parable, um, that, that fruitful uh, type of soil. Now, obviously, from the gospel that we read last week and this week, hopefully you picked up that not all the soil is that good soil, right? There's three other kinds of soil that are not very good soil. And so the question is, how can we know what kind of soil we have? What's going on with our hearts? And how is it that we can understand the condition of the soil of our hearts? Now, sometimes we look and we see the fruitfulness, the faithfulness in the lives of others, And that may convict us. We know something is not adding up. Something's not right with our own lives. We can literally see an abundance of fruit in the lives of others. And we look and say, hey, like something is not right here. That person has so much peace and joy. They're so full of love and gentleness. And something is missing in my own life. Now, I remember very, very clearly 25 years ago, meeting a guy by the name of Mark. I was in a gas station. I've shared this story with many of you several times. But Mark, I remember very clearly looking at this guy and saying, this guy is different. I couldn't put my finger on it. I didn't know what it was. I just knew that something about his life was convicting me and irritated me. And so he both repelled me because of his joy and his kindness and his peace. But also I felt myself gravitating towards him And realizing there was something about the soil, something about his life that was bringing forth something different than what was happening in my life. Now, if you're anything like me, you've had an experience like that where you've encountered someone that is living so differently and is bringing forth so much fruit in their life that you look and say like something is not adding up in here. Are you all with me? And so the question is, What do we do with that? Now, Jesus tells us earlier in the passage that the sower, he went out and he sowed, and some fell by the road on the wayside, some fell on the stony grounds among the the rocks, and some fell among the thorny grounds, or if you will, they fell amongst the weeds. Jesus is telling us here that most of us, and not trying to offend an overly offendable generation, but Jesus is telling us here that most of us, something is not right with our heart. Now, we can try to ignore it. We can try to explain it away. We can try to excuse it. We can try to dismiss it. But this is what Jesus is trying to lay out here, is that for the overwhelming majority, something is not going on right within our hearts. Whether our hearts are far from God, they're hardened, or they're full of distraction, We can all kind of look, or most of us can kind of look, hopefully, and realize something is not adding up. 
And so those heart issues manifest themselves in different ways. St. James tells us in his Catholic epistle that one way those heart issues show up is by the tongue. He spends, dedicates an entire chapter speaking about the problem of the tongue. Now, I want you to think about how many times throughout your day that you struggle with slander, gossip, lying, or cursing someone, right? What James here is telling us and what Christ is really revealing to us through the parable is the issue is not where? The issue is not the tongue. The issue is in the heart. That's why James tells us that the tongue is an unruly thing. It's an unruly instrument. No one can control it. The problem is not the tongue, folks. And that's what Jesus is trying to tell us. We spend so much trying, trying to control the tongue and wash out and put jalapeno or something to like try to remind ourselves, put stones in our mouth and like prevent ourselves from speaking. The issue is not with this. It's with this. It's going, what's going on on the inside. The question is, what is happening with the soil of our heart? But the unkept soil of the heart can lead to several other types of issues, not just the problem of the tongue. I want you to think about the man who has lost interest in his faith, lacks any desire to read the scripture and go to church, and yet has all the time in the world to spend in front of the TV watching sports and downstairs playing video games, hours upon hours. I want you to think about the woman who is holding resentment in her heart for a friend who gossiped about her years ago and refuses to forgive, allowing that resentment to choke the roots of God's word in her heart. I want you to think about the mother or the father who is in a constant state of inner turmoil and lacks peace because their children's lives don't add up the way that they considered that their children's lives should look. The truth is, almost all of our hearts have something going on, and it manifests itself differently for different folks. Sometimes it's the sin of the tongue. Sometimes it's the sin of just not trusting in the Lord where he describes this anxiety, where it's like we're constantly looking over our shoulder, like, what's God going to do? Why isn't he doing this? Sometimes it's just unfaithfulness. And so what Christ is pointing us at here, guys, is there's something wrong going on in the inner life. And so, yes, most of us can tell something is not fully right on the inside. Sometimes it's the fruitfulness in the life of another person. But maybe we can just inherently tell something's not right. But I think the truth is the real reason we know the condition of the soil, it's not ultimately because of those things, but it's rather because of the goodness of the sower. It's because God has revealed it to us. It's because Jesus, that good sower, has come to scatter seed on our soil. It's that Jesus doesn't leave us in the condition that we're at and just say that wayside soil is worthless. There's no good there. That stony soil is just such a hard-hearted person. They're so stubborn. 
I can't do anything with that person, forget about them. That person whose heart is so distracted because they're constantly on social media and playing video games and getting into all kinds of drama with different people, forget about it. I can't deal with that kind of soil. No, Jesus, that good sower, is gracious to us. He comes to us and he continues to scatter seed. Most of us here, we would look and say, what that sower did was... It was wasteful. Like, why in the world would anyone take seed and throw it on the rock? Right? What's the purpose of that? Why would you and I walk down the driveway here where there's stones and there's like, we drive on part of that driveway. We wouldn't throw seeds on there. We would say, that's wasteful. If you look in your garden and it's overcome by weeds and you throw seeds on there, you know nothing's going to happen. But Jesus has a purpose for doing this. You want to know what it is? He wants to show us the condition of our heart. He wants us to understand what's going on on the inside. He wants us to see for ourselves what the condition of our heart is so that we know how to address it. Jesus scatters seed on the wayside soil so that when you're convicted, that your heart and your life is far from God, you can look to God and say, thank you, Lord, for revealing to me that I've strayed away from you. He puts it on the stony soil, not expecting it's going to bring fruit from that soil, but he does so that he can reveal to us that our hearts have become hard, right? When you're sitting in a, in a church and you're hearing a sermon and your heart's just cold and you're like, eh, whatever. Or you read scripture and your heart's like, eh, that's not about me. Jesus does that so that it can reveal to us the condition of our heart so we know how to deal with it. If we get excited about something and we hear a sermon, we're convicted or we read something or we read a Bible or someone sends us an inspirational quote and we are moved and we feel great. And then 15 minutes later, we've forgotten, we've moved on. Jesus tells us, you've got a lot of weeds in your life that are choking out the word of God. He does that so that we can understand the condition of our heart. We can know what the spiritual problem is that we are struggling with. And he's the one who throws the seed on the good soil so that that good soil can't look and say, hey, look at me, I've brought forth fruit that the one with the good soil can understand and point back to the sower and say, God, thank you for working in my life. Thank you for the work of your Holy Spirit in my life. Thank you that it is by your spirit dwelling within me that I can express love, that I can have joy, that I can have peace. Because if we're toiling just to clean our heart up and we're toiling to try to have peace, or try to have more kindness or more gentleness, then that's not fruit of the Spirit. That's our labor. And you can do that, but that's not going to bring forth fruit 30, 60, and 100 fold. That's not going to overflow. And that's certainly not going to point to the work of God. Psalm 85 tells us that God is full of compassion and He is gracious to us. That's why he scatters 
seed on all the different types of soil. I love this passage, 1 Corinthians 15. St. Paul speaks about his conviction that it was the grace of God that showed him his condition. He says, I persecuted the church of God, but by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace towards me was not in vain. You remember that seed that was thrown on the different types of soil? St. Paul saying, I had a hard heart. But him, when Christ scattered that seed on me, it wasn't in vain. It showed me my condition on that road to Damascus. And then it made me what I am. Because I responded to it. And I realized there was an issue with my heart that needed to be fixed. St. Paul here is telling us that he persecuted the church. But it was God who revealed to him and God who did in him. I wonder sometimes why it is when we realize the condition of our heart, we either, <laughs> some folks, they like to distract themselves. They, they like to get busy, right? They like to, as soon as they realize what's going on, it makes them a little bit uncomfortable. It's a little skittish. And so they'll distract themselves with something real quick so they can forget the discomfort of realizing the condition of their heart. Other people get really upset. They'll get angry. Someone like points to them a truth about the word of God and the work of God, they'll get angry. They'll literally get livid. Like, I'm sorry, that's you. Like, I don't want to be mean, but that's kind of like a really loserish type of mentality. Like, you hear something that's revealing to your condition and you get angry that someone is trying to help you out to grow in the work of God. It might be your spouse. It might be your sibling. It might be a friend. It might be your child. It might be your priest. Like, give thanks to God when he reveals something to you about the condition of your heart and say to the Lord, Lord, I want to bring forth fruit. I don't want to be one of those worthless types of fruit. I want to be a good type of soil or that worthless type of soil. I want to be a good type of soil that brings forth an abundance of fruit. I want to bear 30. I want to bear a hundredfold. I want to bring forth fruit in my life. If you're feeling conviction this morning, I want you to give thanks to God. If you're realizing something about the condition of your heart this morning, I want you to lift your voice when we're praying and thank the Lord. Cry out to him and say, thank you, God, for showing me what is going on in my heart. But I want to make something clear. Having conviction and giving gratitude to God is not where it needs to stop. Having conviction and gratitude is not the same as repentance. If you realize this morning that your heart is not where it should be, then it's good to give thanks. It's good to acknowledge. But I urge you this morning, repent. Repent. Turn your heart back to God. Perhaps that's the reason with a sense of finality and a call to action, Jesus ends the parable this morning with he who has ears, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. If you've heard the word this morning, then don't just hear it. But when he says he who has ears to hear, let him hear, he's saying be obedient to that call and repent. Make 
your soil into the condition it needs to be. Cut out the distractions. Cut out like wandering away from God every time something else shows up. Cut out that other stuff and offer the heart, the soil of your heart up to God so that he can work to purify it fully into the deep areas. And so that when the seeds drop in, it'll naturally spring up and bring forth a big, beautiful plant that brings forth 30, 60, and 100-fold fruit in your life. To the glory of God, now and forever, and unto the ages of all ages. Amen.